Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another production of the Four Eyed Radio Network at fouredradio.com. Today on the Power Hour, Episode 15, Ranger Nation Spotlight, Nightmare 10, and the Power Scoop, recorded on July 1st, 2014. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to ranger up with your host. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. This episode is brought to you by Raven Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit ravencruise.com. Today we have a special Ranger Nation spotlight with Mir, also known as Nightmare 10. Last year she started the Power Scoop, a website dedicated to giving fans the latest casting information and news on Tribe of the Wild, Power Rangers, and other related shows. Earlier this year she withdrew from the fandom, but recently she has returned with a vengeance. Welcome to Ranger Command, Mir. Thank you. And you have a really good like radio voice, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, I've been told I have a face for radio, so um, there you go. <laughs> Welcome. It's great to have you on, finally. <laughs> I know you've been listening to our show. Yeah, I haven't listened to That's really good to hear. So how about we first tackle the news? Okay. First in our news... Recently, there's been a lot of talk on news sites about the Power Rangers movie. It seems a lot of news, quote-unquote, places are running with this story and just creating all kinds of false rumors, which sometimes Ranger Nation just takes to heart and full steam and runs with it. And, yeah. So, first we had uh, K-pop stars reporting that the reboot was to feature Twilight star Taylor Lautner as the Red <laughs> Ranger. And Hunger Games actor Liam Hemsworth was also interested in the role. Yeah, I had heard about that. I could actually kind of see Taylor Lautner being the Red Ranger only because I know, I think it was his teacher was like Mike Chat. So I could yes. see it in that case. But I, just in general, I don't ever really think about him as anything else except for like that Twilight actor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was in, um, what was that, Shark Boy and Lava Girl or whatever? I, I remember that. I used to love that movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he's been in that, but uh, I guess if they wanted to get the teeny crowd interested in this new movie. Yeah. Just absolutely no basis, in fact. It was just, <laughs> like, oh, we just pick some names out of the house. Who's hot right now? Um, yeah, I mean, that's what I feel like. I mean, to have Carolina and Liam Hemsworth of all people. Like, I figured they would, I mean, I know it's not social news or anything, but if anything, I feel like that's just a way to bring in, like, new fans or potentially get new fans. Right, but I think the point is, for me, they just announced this project a couple months ago. I know. It's barely into the pre-production stage right now. So, I don't know, I just feel a lot of sites out there right now just, you know, posting information to post it because it's the hot new thing right now. And yeah, definitely. Like, like yeah, it blew up when I heard that they're going to make a new movie. I, I liked it at Double Take. I was like, what? They actually are? <laughs> 
Yeah, and the fact that it seemed like every news site was picking it up when they first announced it. Oh, definitely. We had MTV, we had everything, like all of the mainstream, and it was it was crazy. And it seems that you know some of these sites, well, maybe some of these smaller news sites that want to report on things. I think they're just jumping on the bandwagon and trying to make any kind of news that they want to get attention. With this big production kind of thing, you have the people who think it's a good idea and people who think it's a bad idea. I think it's just a way for them probably to get traffic to their site or just to have a discussion going as well. Exactly. And I saw one uh, news thing recently that said, oh, well, will new Power Ranger actors have the stigma of the old ones or something? As a new Okay, I rolled my eyes when I saw that, because I don't think there is a stigma, unless they're thinking of, oh, if you're a Power Ranger actor, you won't do anything else for the rest of your life. But, I mean, clearly that's just people who don't know anything about the actors. Exactly. And I definitely saw, even on the mainstream sites, a lot of them getting their facts wrong. Yeah. Like, not doing their homework, making simple mistakes. And I just feel, as a journalist, you know, maybe do a little homework. <laughs> You know, do a little research. I try to keep all the R facts straight for Ranger Command just because Definitely. I think I think it's something that you need to do if you're going to be reporting news. And that goes along with your blog as well. I know you want to get all of the facts right the first time. That's not to say that I haven't put out something without really thinking about it ahead of time. Like I had said that... Go say it was only going to be in eight episodes of Super Mega Force. That's because I just looked at Jeff Dolan's um, resume, saw the eight episodes next to it, and took off running with that. I didn't. It didn't click my mind at all that eight episodes have aired so far. But I did a retraction for that. It's just I wasn't really thinking in that case. Right, but I mean that's that's a simple mistake. At least you're not saying, oh, Jeffrey Dolan is going to be a, doing all the voices next season or something crazy like that. <laughs> Or Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be the next main villain of Dino Charge. At least yeah. it's not that. That's true. And along the same lines, our next kind of point in this was that there was a Facebook Power Rangers Megaforce group, which claimed to over 2,000 of their followers that a Power Force email stated that Michael Bay would be directing the film with no sources or credible information. They took down the post, but not before starting another unfounded rumor, and the fact that they name-dropped the Power Force to make it seem credible. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I saw that pop up in my Twitter feed this morning, and a few people were like, what yeah. is happening? The fact is, I, I'm sure they want a good director to do this movie, but someone like yeah. Michael Bay, he's... He's in Transformers territory right now. He's producing $200 million budget films. And I don't think Power Rangers is going to get $200 million budget, to be honest. No way. No. I really know. Not at all. Not under Saban, that's for sure. (laughs) The movie was first announced. I still think they're in the budgeting stage and very early planning for this. I think it was Mr. Yellow had saw on Twitter that someone was auditioning for Rita. So I think in that regard, they could be doing like pre-auditioning for some people. But even if that was the case, it's not anything that they would be able to release to the public or anything this early on. Exactly. And 
Honestly, I don't think we're going to see this movie for at least another three years. Yeah. I mean, with filming, if that's to say if they don't rush it. If they treat this like a normal Hollywood production, and you got the writing phase, the casting, I'm pretty sure they don't even have a script for this yet. Taking all that I into account. I thought that there was, but I don't think there actually is one. It was on a, um, I don't remember the name of the Facebook. But it said something on the Facebook when they, they had announced on their own page that they were making a new movie, something about the first script being put in, but I don't even believe that was true either. I think at this point it's just an idea and they're working on it. So my thing is, let's wait and see. I wouldn't trust a source unless it's an official press release from Saban Brands or released. Yeah, definitely. Or released from the Power Force, like officially. Or even at an official press event. Because you know when this became such a big deal when they released the press release that I think if they were ready to say, boom, here's the director, here's the cast, we're ready to start filming. Until we see some kind of... Until we see some kind of like press event or something at a licensing expo or like maybe next year's San Diego Comic Con or something like that, I'm not going to believe it until I see it or hear it from a reputable source. Yeah, especially with like places like licensing expo or something like with everything we've seen in the past, Savant Brands would do like a huge announcement about it. Oh, for sure. I mean, they would have you know, maybe some big YouTube live event or announce it at maybe a Power Morphicon. Maybe not this year's Power Morphicon, but maybe in 2016. Something. Because I know they always want to tie it back to the fans because we're the ones who keep driving the show. All right. That's it for that (laughs) news segment, (laughs) part of that. So next in our news, the singer Pellick releases his own original Power Rangers song. This comes after his partnering with Saban Brands for his Mega Mix compilation. Uh, that was good. I didn't actually see listen to that until today, but that was really good. Like, I yeah. don't issue myself, so I thought that the fact that he took the songs but sang it his own way, like not trying to copy that exact vocals or anything, really is what made it stand out for me. Yeah, definitely. And I really like the musical arrangement in the background. I'm so oh, glad that was awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad that when they released it to iTunes, they also include the instrumental version because yeah. I was like, "Bye right now." Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. But yeah, this new video that he released yesterday was his own original lyrics, but in the style of a Power Rangers opening theme. I was and thinking, I wasn't sure if he did it on purpose, but I was thinking, I could see this as a theme song. This is really good. And you know what? The timing, if you take out his intro, was a minute one, just like a standard opening theme. So I'm like, man, that could really work. And I don't know, maybe they should hire him to do the Dino Charge theme or something. I, right? I was thinking the same thing. Like, I got... I don't know how many seasons of Pokemon you've seen, but I've seen, at least listened to the theme songs of all of them, but I kind of got that kind of vibe when I was listening to it, but I was like, no, this is really catchy. Like, this would really work as a theme song. You know, I did get at first that initial Pokemon vibe. He has done covers of the Pokemon song. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so it's on his YouTube channel. He's done parodies of everything. He is awesome. He did an anime medley theme. Uh-huh. And that Pokemon was part of that. Nice. So yeah, I think everyone should check it out, and our links will be on our webpage for this. Next, 
Ranger Forum is a new convention in January 2015 in the United Kingdom where 100% of the profits will go to the Wish Able Foundation. More information can be found at rangerforums.co.uk. Attendees include Nakia Baris, Jeff Prazo, Jason Font, Kevin Duaney, Blake Foster, and Robert Axelrod. The fact that 100% of the proceeds go to the Wishable Foundation, I think, is really cool. I remember hearing that for the first Paramorphicon, they were working with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I don't know if that's something they still do or anything, but I think that's really awesome. Yeah, and this seems like something similar, and I'm glad that the United Kingdom is getting some of these guests because... Oh, definitely. Yeah, I don't think they have the same convention access that we do. Especially yeah, for I've heard of some people from the UK going flying all the way out to Paramorphicon. And oh, for yeah. someone who like me who lives on the East Coast, they can't like afford something like that even if they're just living in the United States. So I think it's awesome that they're getting something for themselves all the way out there. Yeah, definitely. So that's pretty cool and people should check that out. Next, you can join the ASJ Street team on Facebook and help promote Austin St. John during oh, his convention. What? I said, go ASJ. Go ASJ. It's run by Susan Matisse, who we've interviewed in a previous episode. And you can check out the link on our webpage, or you can just search for ASJ Street Team on Facebook. And next, it's our segment, JDF Watch 2014. (laughs) (laughs) JDF Watch 2014. First, JDF on his Instagram compared his fans as like being his kids. And so I mean, was, if you're comparing them to rambunctious kids who like have no problem ganging up on each other, then yeah, I can see that. But right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this was on a picture promoting uh, Denver Comic Con, which was a couple weeks ago, and his comment on the photo was Jenna, which is his daughter. I'll see you late tonight. Sorry about working on Father's Day, but the fans are like kids to me too. I'll see you late tonight. So, yeah, that's... Generally, I don't really try and pay attention to things that JDF does, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean that in, like, a I'm not going to waste my energy kind of thing on it. Yeah. But I, I, I personally think if it's Father's Day, you should spend your day with your family. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that's really important. That JDF watch comes from Mark Ivy at Watchermark. Next, JDF took a... Golf cart joyride at Wizard World. Never leave a vehicle with the keys in it. Watch me flip it. Watch me flip it. (laughs) (laughs) The video was kind of crazy, and uh, I mean, he was going full tilt on that golf cart. You can kind of see some people in the background like, no, don't do that. That was the one where he said, don't leave your keys in the golf cart, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. so basically he's, he's, I feel like he's 
a man child? Like he's a teenager <laughs> trapped in an adult's body. Like seriously. Seriously, yes. And we've said it before. He's like the coolest thirteen-year-old ever. <laughs> <laughs> In another JDF driving incident, there was one of these before on a past episode, but JDF's added again. He was driving a super fast car, a real car, not a golf cart, down the highway, just racing. Listen to this car kick. Yeah. Not really promoted car safety at all. No, it's not. And that actually just, from a point of view, it kind of freaked me out only because, like, just recently I was coming back from looking at apartments with my brother, and he was, like, texting while driving, but at the same time it was, like, really stormy. Uh-huh. So I was, like, just watching videos like that really creeped me out. And I don't think it's something you should even put on the Internet, especially no. if he's as big as he says he is. Because kids nowadays have Instagram and everything. They'll probably watch that, think it's something cool to do, but they don't realize how dangerous it could be. Exactly. And racing in a sports car with no concern for safety, it's you know not the best thing that I think a former Power Ranger actor should be promoting. Uh, hey, he might have been just having a flashback thinking about when he was driving cars in turbo. <laughs> you know what? That could be it. <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted to relive those days again. <laughs> and finally, we actually have a JDF merchandise watch. Tamashii Nations and Bluefin Distribution have announced the Figuart Zero statue of the MMPR Green Ranger. The manufacturer suggested retail price is fifty-one ninety-nine, and this will be released in December 2014. They go on to describe it as the first Figuart Zero statue series for a Power Ranger. And they go on to say, this Tamashi web exclusive has been created with the U.S. market in mind and will be available through U.S. affiliated Bluefin retailers. Which that line struck me as kind of odd because originally this was a Tamashi Japan web exclusive and they're bringing over here. That line like was created with the U.S. market in mind. I had actually rolled my eyes at that because I was thinking what they probably think the U.S. market is is like just all JDF fans. Exactly. (laughs) I know he's popular. I've never been a Tommy fan. I've always been a huge Jason fan. I've never been a Tommy fan. I never saw those, like, thought there was anything wrong with him or anything. I just don't like the character. And just seeing how big he's gotten lately, I don't, I really don't understand why at times. Yeah, neither do I. There's just so much hype around him. And for me growing up with MMPR and he was a big deal for me. Tommy was huge. The Green Ranger, it was like everything anyone in my school could talk about. That was it. It was like, oh no, my I'm God. I'm not Green denying Ranger. I mean, that yeah. happened with me as well. Yeah, so I get the hype, but at the same time, you know, there's, in 21 years of Power Rangers, there have been uh, way more interesting and cooler Rangers in my yeah, eye. true. <laughs> and I think better actors that are nicer and, yeah. Moving on, Paramorphicon has announced more guests since we last talked about this. Uh, First is Melody Perkins, who is known as Astronoma or Corone in Power Rangers in Space, and Lost Galaxy. uh, Corone came back to be the pink Lost Galaxy Ranger. Next, we have Aaron Pruner in a Sunday only appearance. He was. (laughs) In VR Troopers, he was Percival 
Percy Rooney the third. And I've actually talked to him on Twitter a bunch. He's a really cool guy and he is uh, into podcasting too. So he is also co-host of the FN remote podcast. Yeah. Next we have Elizabeth Fies. She was the stag beetle and the Octo Phantom in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Next, Anna Hutchinson, she was the Power Rangers Jungle Fury Yellow Ranger, Lily, which I'm very excited that she's going to be at Power Morphicon. Didn't she uh, have originally say she couldn't make it, though? Originally, she said she couldn't, but I guess they got her. She was at a Power Morphicon booth at one of the past events this year. Like I think it was either... Oh, okay. Robo Toy Fest or one of these big conventions, she was there for something else. And I guess they, Paramorphicon was there as well. And they contacted her at the, that convention that she was at and worked out a deal. So that's very exciting. And we also have Bruce Heinzius. He was the original photographer for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And he took a lot of those original press pictures in the first couple seasons of MMPR. Yeah, I was, Excited to hear that he was going to be at it because, like, lately I've been on a huge kick of looking at, like, old 90s movies I used to love watching and seeing if I can find, like, behind-the-scenes pictures of those. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. And hopefully maybe he'll have some of these rare photographs or some things from his collection on display. So that'd be cool. Next we have the Jays Cosplay Group. They are cosplay guests and judges that will join previously announced uh, Sony Erlin for the cosplay contest. Next, we have the Fujiyama Ichiban Live Stunt Show, which is a, I guess, a Sentai film that was created. And two of the guests for Fujiyama Ichiban are Takuji Kuramoto, who did stunts on the film. And he was also part of Koichi Sakamoto's live stunt show at the first Power Morphicon, which I think is really cool. And, yeah, I saw clips of the first uh, stunt show. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I gotta take a look at that. I haven't seen that lately. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go back and see some old clips. And then Travis Hall, he played the villain in this film. And hopefully they screen the film at Paramorphicon. I think that'd be cool. Next we have Cody Slayton. He played Young Bulk in during the Alien Rangers series. One more announcement. Neil Kaplan is no longer able to attend due to other commitments, but Power Morphicon will have some pre-signed glossy photos at the show for people to purchase. So I think it's cool that they're doing that. You know, maybe if someone else can't go, maybe they'd do the same thing. I think that's a cool gesture that they're doing. Yeah. I know I'm going to get one. (laughs) (laughs) So are you going to Power Morphicon? Yeah, I have no money. To do anything. Okay. okay. Basically. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> I wish I could go. Every time I see more guests that are going, I'm like, I want to meet them so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be crazy. But we're planning to live stream some events. Uh, we're going to be working with uh, Chris over at Toku Nation. Ah, nice. For coverage. So we'll, we'll have full coverage at PMC, fingers crossed. So hopefully people can tune into that. All right, now our main spotlight, we're talking about you. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) We have some questions from Ranger Nation, and hopefully 
these will be good for you to answer. So if everyone uh, doesn't know, where can they find the Power Scoop? Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Nightmare10, so twitter.com slash N-I-G-H-T-M-E-R-E-1-0. And you can also follow the powerscoopblog.wordpress.com. Cool. First, we have the Monkey Grid at Monkey Ranger. He asks, what drove you to start looking for behind-the-scenes information, and when did you decide to start the blog? I first decided to start looking for the information. It was actually when the Megaforce casting was still going on. There were two people we knew were going for the Pink Rangers, which was Christina Masterson and Christina Emerson, and no one really knew what they looked like, so I decided to see if I could go and find pictures of them. Obviously, since I didn't know what they looked like, I couldn't really find anything either, but from then, I decided to see if I could find like works from the actors that we knew already who were in the show to see how they were, so people could see what their acting skills were like or what they looked like before they were on the TV show. Why I decided to start the blog is actually kind of funny because I first started posting everything on my personal Twitter, and, but mm-hmm. that drove my brothers and my sisters crazy. So I decided to make the second Twitter with my handle that you can find on Ranger Crew and Ranger Board anywhere. Basically, I use the same handle. But I mainly decided to start the blog because after a while, I couldn't find where I had posted something or where my Twitter feed it was. So I decided to put it all in one spot. I tossed out the idea every now and then because I wasn't sure if I did make the blog, how it would make it stand out against others. And then it was then that I think pretty sure it was Digi Ranger 1994 that gave me the idea of making it focused on the castings and everything like that. Nice. And it kind of all spiraled from there because I know you contacted me about doing the logo. Um, Actually, I tried doing the logo myself, which looks really terribly <laughs> horrible, and I want to look at it again. And then I, I contacted you about it, so thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Everyone's glad that you're back. We're glad that the website's back. I was happy because there is a void, I think, for information on casting. And I know Morphin K on Twitter. and He's Ranger, doing an awesome job at what he's doing with yeah. Dino Charge. Yeah, exactly. They kind of stepped in to kind of fill that need. But still, there was never a dedicated website for this, aside from the Power Scoop. I'm glad that you're back. I know a lot of our listeners are glad that you're back, and a lot of people in Ranger Nation are glad that you're back. So, welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. R.G. Sills Uchibro, or Uchi, at Anime Redneck 96 he said... Does it ever get aggravating trying to get hard-to-find information? It does in a really pathetic way. Like, it's just information. (laughs) I could probably find it later on. I don't need to kill myself over it. And it doesn't at the same time. If it's something, for example, when we knew that Alex Hartman was going to be in Super Megaforce, but we didn't have, like, concrete, like, proof for it, because I'm pretty sure it was Hassan who had found the info about the first place, but because he was keeping, protecting someone's privacy, he couldn't post it, where he got it from. I was like, I know he's going to be in it. I need to see if there's anybody online that worked with him that would pull up a picture or something about it. And so, Mm -hmm. spending all that time trying to find that was really aggravating, because I knew it was out there somewhere. It just took time trying to find it that gets really hard sometimes. A question that I have uh, yes. Since you are called the Power Scoop, are you trying to get this information first, obviously, before I, anyone else? No, it, it really doesn't. Okay, well, at first it did like legitimately bother me if someone else would find something out before I did, like something big. 
And that was something I needed a reality check on. It's just a kid's show. It's not something I need to really focus all my attention on. And I'm not saying that in some cases I don't feel that way, but no, I feel like it's just a way for me to spread information. If someone else finds it, that's fine. I'll give them credit for everything. Right. I now have the Ranger Nation tag on my blog. But it's just now just a way to spread around information to just in case I have different followers that other people don't have on their Twitters or anything. A related question, okay. our friend George Hansen Jr. at Solarian Ranger, he said, do you ever feel a rush of excitement when you find news? Whenever I have, it's like winning the lottery. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do. Like, going back to when Alex was on Super Mega Force, I was actually in one of my music history classes when I had found the picture of him. Mm-hmm. And cause I, I saw the through the actor's Facebook photo album, and I was like, huh, this person looks familiar. And I clicked it, and I was like, Oh my god, it's Alex! I like nearly jumped out of my seat and like ran back to my dorm to put it up. I was that excited. Like I just started like shaking in my seat and bouncing up and down going, we finally have proof for this! But a lot of stuff I do get excited over, especially if it's something that the fans want in concrete answer to for a while. So when you first started your blog, it seemed like a lot of the news that you were posting at first was Shuki Levy's new project, Tribe right. of the Wild. Can you tell me why you got really into that and why that was maybe initially your focus with the blog? Well, it was really my focus because I wanted the answer that people had the question to of, is this another pattern just type thing? But mm-hmm. the more I learned about it, like with through the casting calls and like with the website going up and everything, I honestly thought it was like a cool sh- new show that I would probably potentially get into. Like I felt like it was kind of a, in a weird way, Lord of the Flies sci-fi kind of thing or just like the alien invasion type of thing. Those kinds of shows always caught my attention. I feel like it's kind of like the show Under the Dome, which I'm into, like really into right now. It just had that sci-fi fantasy vibe that I've really gotten hooked into lately. I guess you're not official until you get a cease and desist letter. (laughs) Didn't you get like a cease and desist (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was for casting when I was, yeah, okay. So I I feel really bad about this because twice in the time of working on my blog, I've gotten notification from people saying either they have almost lost their job on something because I posted the news about it, and that was one of those cases because I had, was putting up the information as I found it online, I got frantic messages over Twitter saying, you need to take this down or they're going to lose their job, they might not have this place, can you take this down as fast as possible, this shouldn't have been put up on the internet, blah, blah, blah. So I was thinking, well, first off, if you don't want it to be known, don't have someone else put it up on the internet. And, <laughs> exactly. And second, I that literally just made me like, start to panic. Mm-hmm. But I had never thought something like that was going to happen at all. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Next Mr. Yellow, he asked, what is your greatest inspiration for what you do, and what makes you keep going? In terms for this blog, what I use it for a lot is to work on my journalism or news writing, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And I really do feel like it has helped because I, at my school, I also worked on some newsletters, and it really helped me learn how to take my writing style instead of doing like creative writing, which I normally do, into a more professional manner. And I think that's really helping me with this. Uh, What makes me keep going is, that's a really good question, because I have had, as you know, obviously, hard times of keeping up with this blog and everything. But it basically just, I 
love what I'm doing. I love writing. I like giving answers to people if they can't find it for themselves. I just like being able to give back to people, really. That's, you know, one of the reasons why you're included in our Ranger Nation spotlight is because, you know, we like to, in this series, we like to focus on people who are going above and beyond to give back to the fandom. I agree with you. It's a great fandom and giving back to it is, it's a good feeling. Arguably one of the nicest fandoms I've been in, but the fandom has done so much for me, like you specifically with everything that had happened and just knowing I had so much support from people when you don't even really know me in real life at all really helped. We're all coming together for Ranger Nation, so <laughs> so that's part of it. Next, we've got Jacob Harmon at Jake Harms. He said that this is going completely off of you know blogging or whatever. That's fine. But what's your favorite toy or collectible in your collection? I don't actually have a collection. I don't collect a lot of patterns or stuff. But my favorite toy, I would have to say, is the Red Zero Ranger flip top, but instead of having, like, the unmorphed head on the other side, it's the, the Zord head, and it has, like, wings on its back and everything. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I, like I said earlier, I'm not a huge Tommy fan, but that was, like, the first toy I ever remember having. I think it's lost a leg now, but that's the first toy I ever remember having, and if whenever I clean my room and I stumble across, I'm like, oh, my toy, I found it! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Next we have at Solomon D or at Solomon underscore D. He said, which season do you think is the best representation of Power Rangers? Without a doubt, I have to say Time Force. It's actually not one of my top five favorite seasons, but in terms of taking what's in the Sentai and making it completely original in America, even having like its own villains and everything and the storylines of all the Rangers and how they're characters and personalities grow and develop over the show. I think that's the best one they have. Definitely. So you mentioned that Time Force isn't in your top five. What are your favorites? Top is tied my Morphin season two and Zio. It's mainly for nostalgia factor, but with Zio, I felt like the actors could really finally grow into their roles and not act like it's a kid's show, but like more into how they would personally portray their roles if they had a bit more leeway with their characters. But then... That, then SPD, Lost Galaxy, yes. Speed Rescue, and Jungle Fury. Awesome. Then we can agree on, on many things. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we're going to move on to our Ranger Nation answers. We asked, what's been your favorite funny moment on Ranger Command Power Hour? And first, since I know you've been listening to all of them, do you have any favorite funny moments that you can remember on our past episodes? Well, like I had said, the in the crossover episode you did with Talking Toku was my favorite part. And it's not even anything you guys said. It was just around like the 30-minute mark in the blooper episode where you just kept laughing and laughing. I thought <laughs> it was incredibly funny. I don't even know why. Like, I laugh when other people laugh, even if I don't understand a joke or anything. But just knowing that you're trying to go through a show where you really <laughs> can't help but crack jokes and everything and keep laughing is it's just something really that's that's really funny to me. It was a lot of fun making that episode. We had a lot of fun doing that, so that that was pretty cool. Um, oh, and I have to agree with Anime Redneck ninety six with the when Super Ranger Fan almost had to take care of someone for not liking Lightspeed. <laughs> oh, oh, and the theme song you did for Super Ranger Fan, I thought that was the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It was. I don't know. It just it just came to me. 
unexpectedly because well not so unexpectedly because in <laughs> because in our show when we were doing it yeah zach just started saying secret ranger fan and i'm like oh yeah that's like that's like that song and oh my god so <laughs> i looked at the lyrics for uh, for that thing and i just started substituting words and so yeah that happened <laughs> I had it stuck in my head, and I was singing it to myself like the next two days. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so we, some of our answers, at Leland underscore Davidson, he said the ASJ Jack and Coke story. Ah, uh, that was a good one. Yeah, so that was uh, Zach's story of meeting Austin St. John for the first time, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we already mentioned Uchi's almost taking care of something for not liking light speed. Kyle at... Deadpool underscore Ranger said, my favorite part was when AP says she'll take care of a horse and then talk about combining the horse head with the Tokyo. (laughs) (laughs) John Yee at the John Yee said, so far when you were talking about head cannons with Zordon and Rita being former lovers and Zordon being a villain. Okay, when I heard that part of the head cannon, I was like, I could actually kind of see that working. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, that, well, that's a good question. Do you have any head canony things? I, I know if mm. writing fan fiction, you must have some ideas <laughs> in your own uh, head canon. <laughs> I haven't thought about that too much. Oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'll move on. Leonardo Calvera at LRTB underscore III said, I didn't finish the movie because the moment he came on screen, I ran away, which was <laughs> Tom from episode 11 of the Summer Crossover. <laughs> uh, kickback, or at Wrinkle, frequent guest co-host, Chris, he said, trying to act out the scripted crossover parts, I still laugh at the blooper reels. I do too. When I was God, when I was making that when I was making that blooper episode, it was just hilarious listening to that stuff again. Like I, I had to take breaks just because I was laughing so hard. I couldn't do anything. George Hansen Jr. at Salarian Ranger, he said, Nothing will ever top Scooby Doo Kruger. Ever. I lost it. It was the tip of the iceberg shaped soda stain on my forehead. <laughs> And then uh, Mighty Number 23399 at Armorhide TN said she took care of the dog. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that one too. (laughs) So that was a good one. Before we leave, um, is there anything that you want to say to Ranger Nation or maybe address and get out there? Just to thank everybody because none of you guys have ever know me like personally in real life but to know I had that support from people in one of the fandoms that I really love it just meant a lot to me well that's great and like I said before uh, we're all really glad to have you back and really glad that you could come on to our show today oh thanks for having me I'd love to be back on again wink. yes yes <laughs> and uh, and when our other hosts are available oh yeah especially Well, thanks. This has been a blast. Yeah, I enjoyed it.
All right, great. Thanks again, and bye, everyone. Yay! <laughs> After all the technical difficulties, it's finally worked <laughs> out. It's finally the episode is free after 10,000 minutes. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH and like us on Facebook dot com slash ranger command power hour this has been another great presentation of the four-eyed radio network you can catch more shows at four-eyed radio.com